All right, welcome back. Welcome in the Outsider Sports Football Podcast. I got Ben Mandel and Corey Jason with me. I'm Ryan Balliot on Tuesday, November 14th. And this past week, it was Upset City. I mean, count them off. I think I have to go to my second hand to count off all the upsets. I forgot what they said. It was like five walk-off field goals or something they said during the uh, Broncos-Bills game. And then that one in addition. So... We're going to react a little bit to that. We're going to talk about the AFC playoff picture, especially the wild card race, because it is a bloodbath, as well as what is going on in New England. And we got to start. If we're going to talk about what's going on in New England, we have to start with what happened on Sunday morning. And we got to talk about Cole Report Weekly, Corey's favorite 60 (laughs) seconds of the week. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Come on. There you go. (laughs) You speak German? Come on. What happened in Germany? Yeah. Dub. Yes, that's good. That's good. So they got the win over in Frankfurt, a 10-6 to 6 victory. The casual football fan turned their head in disgust to this game. I myself Basically everyone it. in Germany. <laughs> everyone. I'll say, I was going to say this at the end. The My biggest takeaway from this game was the crowd. Did you hear them singing Country Roads and Sweet yeah. Caroline? That was awesome. They were doing the wave at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like London's done that too. I didn't see London doing that this year, at least. Not to the extent in Germany. I have felt like the atmospheres in Germany were better. And just from as a fan watching on TV, obviously how the cameras do everything is is big. You know, anything on ESPN sounds a lot louder and more intense than it actually is with the amount of crowd mics that they use. But, you know, Germany, I it, it just kind of sucks because they got a great uh, um, you know, matchup between the Dolphins and Chiefs the week before. And then you have Gardner Minshew and Mac Jones displaying their full talents the week after. It's just quite a dip going from Mahomes and Tua to Gardner Minshew and Mac Jones, especially because, I I mean, I don't think we're going to see Mac Jones again. Oh, yeah, no. We're going to talk about the Patriots in a minute, but but before you say that, I just want to say one more thing with the the low-scoring game. I love those types of games because every play matters, points are at a premium, and every mistake is amplified, and there were plenty of them including Mac Jones's underthrown pass at the end, basically to seal it, got him benched. Zappy hour came in, went for the fake spike and threw it in the triple coverage. And that a lot of people were speculating. This could have been the end of Bill Belichick. Maybe Robert Kraft was going to leave him over in Germany. I didn't think that was going to be the case. I think at the end of the year, we're going to see the new England Patriots, Bill Belichick mutually agree to part ways. That's what I think is on the horizon. What did do you, you guys think, what, uh, and what do you think of Mac Jones? Well, did you see what uh, what was his face? Uh, who's the, the quarterback that does all the stuff? He ran out of the back of the end zone. He was known for that. Orlovsky. Orlovsky, yeah. Did you see what he said, what he's hearing? That no. It's already done behind the scenes that Belichick's going to be out in New England after the year, and he also already has a team pretty, pretty much lined up that he'll be the GM head coach of next year. And basically it's a matter of who that team is, because it's pretty much done other than pen to paper. Uh, I, I just don't. He's not a reporter. He's not a reporter. He, he, he's, he, he heard that it's done. Uh, and Look, I feel more apt to believe that. I, here's the thing. I find it hard that, you know, the Patriots are going to let go of Belichick to begin with. I can see them. Now, here's the thing. He cannot be in charge of player personnel. He cannot. And that's where there might be an issue in New England if he does not want to keep it. Now, you know what? With his age, where he is at his age, 
Good on him if he doesn't want to do it. But no other team should give this man complete control of a roster. It just shouldn't happen. But now, what team could it be? Well, it's it's Corey. I mean, it, it's in the NFC East. We'll, we'll go is. that far. Oh, it it used to be owned by Dan Snyder. That's exactly <laughs> where I'm thinking. Read my mind. It, He's like ruined Sam Howell's career, isn't he? Well, Sam Howell's not going to get a chance. <laughs> but in the league look, anyway, I do want to touch on Mac Jones. Like Corey, you said you want to know why. Why I, I yeah, don't think yeah, we're going to yeah, see yeah. Mac Jones again? Did you see the interception he threw at the end of the game? Of course. What was that? How can you play quarterback in the National Football League, Corey? You could have made that throw look at least a little bit better. Like, how do you under you no under throwing that receiver in that spot? Like, it was like he thought they were wearing white jerseys. That's the only excuse for making that pass not to mention the fact you see the one like he's literally hearing footsteps in his head there was no pressure in his face and he's sitting there backing backpedaling inviting the rush right into his face two hand underhand tossing the ball to Ramondre Stevenson gives you a better chance to win Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones it doesn't matter who gives you a better chance to win at this point no you know what gives you a better chance to win for the future not playing Mac Jones not playing Bailey Zappi, going out there, let let Zeke play quarterback and yes, just lose then every game the rest of the year. Center, yeah, right? but then you'll get exactly you'll get fined and lose that first pick for like tanking. But that's but that's the thing. You're not gonna pl- no, look, you're not Mac Jones, you cannot go out there. You saw Robert Kraft's face when he threw that interception. Just the look of disgust. Like into triple coverage. It's uh, yeah, it's the end of the game. He's trying to just do something at least. At least he didn't underthrow his wide open receiver in the end zone directly to a defender. Mac Jones by fifteen yards for the next game. Mac Jones should not be playing quarterback for the New England Patriots, especially when you look at the fact that if you look at the tape, look at the tape, look at everything around him. Mac Jones has open receivers left and right. He has protection. It's not like his offensive line has been completely god awful. He has time. Their goal is to lose games. Corey, there, there's no explanation for how bad Mac Jones is playing. He is not doing this on purpose. These guys are coaching for their jobs right now. Bill O'Brien is sitting there screaming, screaming in Mac Jones' face. He's bad. That's the explanation. Yeah, that's my point. So we're not going to see him anymore. <laughs> but we will because they want to lose games. No, you can lose games with Bailey Zappi, Corey. Yeah, but you spent a first-round pick on Mac might as well just use him. You're going to lose regardless. I think we'll still see Mac Jones this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At, at the end, though, I think the big red reset button is getting hit. I think Belichick's, again, whether it's however it's done, mutually agreeing, Belichick's out of New England. An going actual general manager is going to come in, hire a coach. He's going to put together a staff. No more hiring Matt Patricia defensive coordinators to run your offense. They're going to get a legit staff in there, get a new quarterback. You know, the there's a the guy has history with Robert Kraft. You know, he was in new England, so they're familiar with him. I he already know where you're currently, going. you know, coaching right now, but he's probably looking for his next opportunity. There is he, no he, he, he way. Is you know, he Unless... doesn't, get along with, doesn't get along with Belichick. I'm sure. 
or at least can fake not getting along with him to get a job. I'll tell you right now, Josh McDaniel only comes back to the Patriots if it's as Bill Belichick's offensive coordinator. He should never get another head coaching job in his life after you don't think everything he, he has talking? done. Come on. No. Not a chance. Especially, did you hear the stories about how things ended in Vegas where basically players and coaches just ripped into him and he completely don't checked out? Don't you talk about the Patriots like that ever again. <sighs> you know what, it's it, bad when they're bringing out the victory cigars. It's so bad. Yeah. Well, how about, how about uh, Max Crosby sitting there smoking a backwood on live television? Yeah, only Max can do that and look cool. Yeah. He's the only one that can get away with that. But New England, they're sitting in the cellar right now. One step above them are the Tennessee Titans. Pretty much every other 14 of the teams in the AFC have a reasonable chance or greater than of making the playoffs. All 14, even like the Raiders, interim head coach, two well, straight they're five wins. and five. They're the same they're record as the five Bills. Five. Bills, same they drop. The Bills. You know, the Raiders are a half game out of the third wild card spot. Behind the Texans. Exactly, yeah. Texans currently sitting in the playoffs. The Colts are right there. Of the seven games the Colts have remaining, only two of them against a team with a winning record. So, I've heard a lot of stuff about Colts stuff. Remind me what it is. Colts stuff cheap. Colts stuff cheap. It's easy to buy in low. No one expects it. Look, if Richardson comes back by before the end of the season, do you trust this team to maybe make or win a playoff game? I don't believe he is coming back. Minshew mania has gripped the city of Indianapolis. It's a death grip, but yeah. I was going to say, I don't think they're too happy with him, to be honest, even though they're competitive. You want to talk about Mac Jones dancing around panicking. That was every snap of Gardner Minshew on Sunday. <laughs> I love Minshew, though. How do you not watch Minshew play and just like... I used to love, I used to think he, he was good when he was in Jacksonville. I did, too. That's why I was so excited. No, that's right. Yeah, right. You and I were roommates in college when Minshew mania happened. I was yep. a big fan of Minshew and the mullet. What is Minshew doing in Indianapolis? Winning. Yeah. Are the cold it's not because of him? It's not Canada. <laughs> it's not because of you. <laughs> he's participating. He's there. Yeah. Speaking, that, speaking of the Matt Canada, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin has to be up for coach of the year, right? Yeah, absolutely. He'll probably be in the conversation, but how do you not give it to D'Amico Ryans at this point? You're because the Steelers family. have been outgained in every single game. <laughs> right. I'll say sideline. And they're Matt six Canada. and three in the best division in football. Canada well, maybe was down the on the sideline this week, not up in the booth. Coach of the year with an the offensive, offensive coordinator is the one who's getting outgained. Maybe it's the defensive coordinator, not not Matt Canada. <laughs> He's so bad, isn't he? <laughs> so of all these teams here in the AFC, I think it's the Chiefs and the Dolphins to me seem like the team's safe bets to win their divisions. No. Well, that's after no after last night. I after think last that night? after last night, the Bills put a fork in them. The Jets losing to the Raiders, they're not winning the division. You know, the Bills clearly have some more internal issues. Not to mention the fact, do you really think Joe Brady's going to be better than than Dorsey? We saw what that Carolina offense looked like under him as well. See, like the reason I disagree, I think Kansas City's the only one that is for certain a lock to win their division. Baltimore. They can lose to anybody in the North. 
I think they're better than well, that's what that division is tight yeah, as it is. That division's so stacked. Same with the Jacksonville. South, I mean. The Texans are on their heels. I think they end up I think they hold them off, but the Texans are right there. And honestly, Miami can't beat a good team. If you have a winning record, Miami will not beat you. If the Jets are able to beat the Bills on Sunday, which is very possible, and then on Black Friday beat the Dolphins, which again is possible if the Jets can score a touchdown. The Jets are in the driver's seat and control their own destiny, winning the division. I don't think the Jets the... haven't scored a touchdown in like nine. No, it's been what eleven quarters of football. Well, that's why I'm saying if. Yeah, they... so don't sit there. They, 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 if they can score a they, touchdown, it's eleven quarters. The Dolphins are safe. Defensive touchdowns. The Dolphins right, we don't are have to safe. Mark them. We don't have to mark them as. I don't a think lot, we have to mark them likely safe. than we can mark them likely but I think it's too early to mark them safe, especially because they haven't even played the Jets this year. If the Jets win their next two, things will get dicey, especially with Rodgers coming back early December now. He said he wants to be back with the team around Thanksgiving. If that happens. That would be an unprecedented return. That's more impressive than Cam Akers. No, at the same time, do you really think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and be safe behind that offensive line? Do you think Aaron Rodgers has the mobility to protect himself against that line? It's not going to be any different. Rodgers on one leg is better than Wilson on two. I disagree. At least I Zach Wilson can evade right pressure there. right now. I think you saw it against the the Raiders. Zach Wilson was running for his life from the get go. Right, but he also Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be able to awareness. move. No, but he will he will throw the ball away or he'll dump it. He's going to have to. He's not going to have time to get into an open receiver. His pocket manipulation is better than anybody else's. I think if anybody can, it's him. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It, I, I do not trust the health of Aaron Rodgers behind that offensive line. It only took four snaps with him healthy. Beat a reeling Bills team, which is very possible. Very the Bills, possible. They already did it. They already did it once. The Bills are broken. And you're but, telling me they can't beat the Dolphins with that I'm defense? Look, I I don't think they're going to beat the Dolphins twice. I'll tell you that much. And, and again, the Dolphins are a good team. They are going to beat teams with a winning record. It's just been a it's been over a calendar year. It's going to happen. It's been thirteen months. It's going to happen. Everything points to the Dolphins being a good team and the talents there, the coaching's there. Yeah, the defense is so-so, but the way they played the Chiefs in Germany was very, very strong, especially the way the defense played. The defense didn't give up points in the second half. I, I have faith in the Dolphins, especially coming off the bye, not to mention the fact all of these teams with winning records, who is the guy that was missing for all of those games but Buffalo? Tua. Right? Is that what you're no, saying? No, A-Chain. Oh, A-Chain. Oh, A-Chain's a rookie running back. Yeah, so and he's been back. dynamic. So is Mostert. Yeah, but Mostert and A-Chain paired together. You notice how Mostert hasn't done much since A-Chain's been out? How many games did A-Chain play this year? Five. And how many games was he the actual, like, participatory starter? Four. That's four games. I yeah, and, yeah of- and look at Miami's offensive numbers when A-Chain is playing versus when he's not. They haven't put up 70 points without him. They haven't They haven't put up track numbers the way that they were without him. 
He is a very, very much big difference maker in this offense. Because guess what? When you can have Mostert be your change of pace as opposed to Jeff Wilson or Salvin Ahmed, it's a huge difference. You're taking one of the most dynamic guys off this offense right now. A-Chain played three games as a, uh, as somebody who got more than, you know, 10 snaps, five snaps. Played three games. Three games then. Whatever. I was off by a game, Corey. The, uh, the, I'm saying the you put offense... a lot of stake in the guy that played in three games. Corey, you, you don't need to see much more. You saw what the offense does with him without him. I'm going to say, I don't think you can – count on him as somebody who's going to do it he, again three game sample size of, of what he can do but it's three games you don't know how he's going to bounce back off injury we don't know that and we don't know what he is I think he is a great player and I don't disagree with what you're saying but I think you can't put too much stake into a chains back they're going to start rolling again it's I have zero 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 confidence issues when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, especially because the way the Buffalo Bills are really, it's not the Jets, the Jets without a quarterback do not have a chance. You know, if Rogers comes back for the last three games of the season, is that going to make a difference? Possibly. Yeah. Really, right now, right now it's a two game lead. What two game, right? Three game lead, two game lead for the Dolphins. Dolphins are up two games. Yeah. So it's a two game lead for the Dolphins right now. You think they're not going to gain any more ground over the next month on the Jets? No, no. You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying what I think is going to happen. I do think the Dolphins win the division, but I'm saying to mark them as 100% definitely safe is short-sighted. There is a chance. There is a world where things do break the Jets' way, and I think we need to realize it is more realistic than we think. Not that it is realistic or likely to happen. It's not, but it is possible and it's not, you know. Yes, Corey. At the end of the day, the Giants and Tommy DeVito can possibly go out and win football. You can't compare games. those two situations. The Giants and Tommy DeVito are winning. The winning games are not as likely as the Jets winning games. The Jets are no, but at the end of the day, anybody can win games. But what I'm saying is that this Jets offense is putrid right now and hasn't scored a touchdown in 11 yes. quarters of football. And that's fine, but it, it doesn't take away from the fact that the Jets could beat Buffalo. We said that it's very – You know possible. who has scored more touchdowns in the last 11 quarters of football than Tommy the New York Jets? Exactly. So don't sit there and say that they're not comparable. They're not comparable. The difference is the fact that the Jets have an actual defense. That is not just the difference. But the Giants – No, but aside, when you have a quarterback who can move the ball, this is exactly what happens. I think Zach Wilson's been playing better than he has. Yeah, but all of a sudden, the confidence is gone. It's shot. He's right back to where he was. But, again, I think there's a good chance they beat the Bills on Sunday. I, I need to see the Jets score a touchdown before thinking that they could win another game. Sure. Remember when the Giants were on a touchdownless streak? And yeah, all- and they're 2-8. and eight. Well, yeah, but then they started <laughs> scoring some more points. You know, they didn't get shut out by Dallas. They scored two touchdowns. I'm saying – we're talking about winning football games. Yes. Not just breaking the end zone once. I think the Jets – I'm not saying the Jets aren't going to do it. I don't think that – I think the Dolphins will win their division. But to say that the Jets have no shot, to me, that's their only shot at winning the division uh, when, and making the playoffs is well, the division. They're not making the wild card. Too no, many- not with the AFC North. But at the same time, the Jets just don't look like a playoff football team right now. You can't what? say that they do. So, no, I'm not giving them a shot. Okay. Then I disagree with you. 
It's as simple as that. I'm giving them a shot. If you want to stake your reputation behind that offensive line. I'm not uh, I'm saying the Dolphins are gonna win. I'm just saying to to write the Jets off right now is just not it's not good. It's short sighted. You know, let's reconvene in a week, two weeks. If the Jets lose on Sunday, I'm Oh, the question is now, Corey. Have some balls. (laughs) They might. All right. Are there any other teams in this conglomerate of wild card hopefuls that you think could be the team to watch out for? So obvious, I, I do just want to, I want to talk about two teams. One team that I want to talk about positively, one team I want to talk about negatively. I'll start with the negative because we've already started, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this is a team that I would say of the three of us, I was probably the highest on coming into the season. I uh, even put a futures bet on them to win the Super Bowl just just because why not, right? Um, that was a big waste. Uh, they, they go, they scapegoat Dorsey. Uh, they fire him today. And Joe Brady's the new offensive coordinator. Josh Allen is going to turn the ball over. It's what he has done throughout his whole career. Uh, He's got a great arm. He wants to use it, and that's going to get him into trouble. It's just what he does. Um, The more we're seeing it, the more it looks like Josh Allen is Carson Wentz without getting hurt. Um, Well, Josh Allen is dealing with that AC sprain in his throwing arm. That is limiting him a bit. No, but... You know what I mean? But by Carson, Carson Wentz's injuries were, were a little bit different. They knocked him out for an extended period of time and he just never got it back. It just looks like that confidence is starting to drain from Josh Allen as the season wears on, um, especially with the playoff games. And I, I think at the end of the day, this just, they need to let go of McDermott. I think his time in Buffalo is done. I think that he is peaked. I think that he's starting to lose the locker room. And at the end of the day, Buffalo needs to realize that while they do have some talent on the defensive side, yeah, they're dealing with injuries. The offensive side of the ball did not have any talent outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They didn't make any effort. What was that, Corey? Diggs a bill next year? I Diggs may not be a bill by the end of the season. They may just he he may walk off this team at this point. Um, I, I would I would pay to be at the Diggs Thanksgiving dinner table this year. Um, but anyway, that's, they, they don't have any talent on this offense. They made no effort to build up the run game and Buffalo is paying the price for it. This is a team that while they're on the outside looking in, I'm pretty sure last night was their season. They're done. I'm also putting a fork in the bills just as much as I put a fork in the jets, Corey. So you know what? Well, yes, the bills still have a shot. In my opinion, the moral wind is now out of their sails, and Joe Brady is not going to be enough of a motivator to put it back in. Now, I do want to talk about – I want to talk about another AFC uh, team, though, in the South, and that is the Houston Texans. We talked about the Colts, you know, this team that's 5-5. and Well, the Texans, I believe they're 5-4, and correct? Yeah. This team has been very, very feisty under D'Amico Ryans. Love that hire, even though it's a defensive coach. This is one where I, I, you know, Ryan and I, we have this debate all the time about defensive head coaches. This is the one that I said this offseason I liked, and it was solely because he's bringing the energy back to Houston. That's exactly what he's done. He's returned home. He's been fantastic. C.J. Stroud is having one of the best rookie seasons a quarterback has ever had. Uh, Right now, it looks right along the outside of record-wise. It looks right along where Dak was in his rookie year and think of all the weapons Dak had with him when he was doing that CJ Stroud is doing it right now with not much of an offensive line, no running game whatsoever. 
And five foot ten, 180 pound Tank Dell is his number one wide receiver right now. So look, he doesn't have a whole lot going with him, but he's been smart with the football, just two interceptions. Yeah, he's got to work on some of the fumbles, but he's had poise and he's been able to go out and lead comeback drives. I think that is the biggest X factor when it comes to Houston, because that might be what helps them slip in over one of these AFC North teams. Yeah. Uh, if you weren't going to talk about the Texans, I was. I absolutely love the Texans and the directions they're going. Two teams I want to mention, though. Again, I'm going to go one positive, one negative. I'm going to put a fork in the Chargers. I think Staley's Rightfully done. So. I think Staley's done. The, the shtick is old. Time to have a conversation about Justin Herbert, the most talented loser in the NFL. He just does not win games. He does not win important stuff. He is all talent, no substance, pretty much. How much of that is Staley, though? Because you can't blame Justin Herbert for the Jacksonville playoff when you 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 have a defensive head coach and your defense can't stop. That's true. He could. Like, didn't he not together, turn though. the ball over once and they still lost that game? Uh, that's possible. I don't know off the top of my head. I, I I don't remember either, but I think it was something crazy like that. So you can't blame how much of it is Herbert and how much of it is coaching holding him back. You know, possible. Possible. I know you didn't like draft? Corey didn't like Herbert coming out of the draft though. So I, I, I know, know there's I, a little I, I didn't like Herbert in 2018. I liked him in 2019. I think that extra okay. year helped him out. All right. Uh, that's fair. That's I didn't really talk to you going into that draft. I talked to you the year before. Yeah, I, I didn't like him in 18. <laughs> Glad he stayed in school. I liked him better in 19. But I think Herbert's immensely talented, but also, we've seen guys, we've seen a guy like C.J. Stroud, who has less talent around him than Herbert, elevate his team and win. We've seen a guy like Josh Allen, who we thought had that ability to elevate, start to lose now. I think Herbert, maybe with a better coach, is in a better situation. But I think right now, the Chargers at four and five, I just think that the division is too far out of reach. I don't think the wild card's likely. I think there are two, three teams in the division better than them at, at this point. I do think the Raiders with Antonio Pierce are playing with a lot more fire and and dedication than the Chargers are. And I think that, honestly, the Broncos, who are the next team I want to talk about, are a better team. What team has wins over the Bills and the Chiefs? It's the Broncos. Vintage Russ is here. Back-to-back games. The Broncos have won three in a row. They beat the Packers, the Chiefs, bye week, now the Bills. And honestly, their schedule isn't terrible. Like coming up, they have Minnesota. Very beatable, especially with Dobbs. Dobbs has done a great job, but I think that they could win. The Broncos' defense has kind of stepped it up, especially last night. They played really well. The Broncos. Simmons, fantastic game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just mind boggling. <laughs> They play Cleveland, who can win or lose. You don't know what Deshaun Watson you're going to get. They play Houston, who, albeit is good, is beatable, right? The Chargers, who we already stuck a fork in. Detroit, again, good, but beatable. New England, who might not win another game this year. The Chargers again. And then the Raiders. I think the Broncos could go on a run and get that third wild card. I think we're getting a vintage Russ. I think Peyton's finally found his rhythm with the Broncos. And we're starting to see what, you know, kind of what we thought going into last year the Broncos could have been like with all this talent. 
Russ has been a huge turnaround the last few weeks, uh, even yeah. from the start of the season. Really, really that that Miami game was a wake up call for Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. Right. Um, they needed to get just not only smacked, but they got punched in the mouth. They had their pants pulled down. They had everything taken from them. And then they got pushed to the ground on top of that. Like Miami just completely bullied them. And Denver took it personally. Russell Wilson, I think he has 18 touchdown passes now on the season. Uh, and that throw to Cortland Sutton last night, if you guys did not see it, might have been one of the best throws I've ever seen. 18 to 4, TD to interception. Exactly. He's he's been very, very serviceable. And while the the last few games, he hasn't thrown for over 200 yards. And they haven't had a hundred yard rusher. They're winning ugly yeah. right now. And they're it's really because ugly, Sean Payton knows winning. that's how they have to win. But they have winning. to control the ball. They have to play good defense. They have to play smart. And they and you know what? It's working. I agree. I think Denver definitely can be a team to look out for, but it, it is still a steep hill it's to tough. climb. There's a lot it's of teams tough. they have to jump. There is, but they do play teams in front of them. Exactly. And getting the two games out against the Chiefs out of the way is big. Especially getting a win against them, too. Yeah, we'll see if they can keep winning the games they're not supposed to. Uh, Out in my column this week on the Outsider Sports website, last week I tried to predict the NFC playoff picture. This week I'll have the AFC. So I kind of did all this. I wanted to get your guys. I gave my thoughts on all the teams in the hunt. And I'll say I'm not going to reveal it, but I had something specific to say about Houston. So you guys can go check that out when that goes live tomorrow. But let's get into Outsiders of the Week. I got to throw back to the Colts. Deo Dengbo, Hurricane Deo, we call him. He had three sacks on the season coming into this game, three of them in the first half getting to Mac Jones, causing that pressure, probably what made Mac Jones dance around a little bit in the second half. Deo Dengbo finally looking like the elite talent that we thought we were hoping to get from him when we drafted him on day two a few years ago. Hopefully he can turn into that edge presence we need. Yeah, I'm going with former Bills running back, Devin Singletary, and he had a game that he has never had in his life. 150 yards rushing on 30 carries. I don't think he's ever had 30 carries in a single game, the way Buffalo runs the ball. He's been the backup to Damian Pierce. Both of them have been horrible this year. The Texans haven't had any running game. Pierce has been out. Devin Singletary steps in and this week against the Bengals is able to give CJ Stroud and company that running game by going for 150 yards and a touchdown. Great game for Devin Singletary on the ground. Yeah. I'm going to go random white guy, Trenton Irwin, Bengals receiver buried on that depth chart. Jamar chase dealing with the back issue. Higgins out Tyler Boyd. We saw the drop. We saw the drop. (laughs) Trenton Irwin though. Four targets, two receptions, but for 54 yards and a touchdown, you know, kind of did his job. Got the Bengals on the board. You, you need guys that are that'll produce. And honestly, averaging that many yards per reception on just it's a good two, day. It's, a, it's a good day, especially with a touchdown. To me, it doesn't get any bigger of an outsider than a guy you never heard of filling in for a star who's banged up, plus a really good number two on that team who's out and getting a touchdown in over 50 yards, helping your team, you know, perform. All three of those guys stepped up big time this past week for their teams, whether it led to a win or not. Looking ahead to week 11, a couple of teams on by, the Falcons and Saints both on by, and then New England and Indianapolis coming back over from Germany, they're on by. 
The matchup I'm looking forward to. The Raiders traveling across the country, down in Miami. The Dolphins coming off a bye week. They're going to get a little healthier. The Raiders, albeit against the Giants and Jets, are on a two-game win streak with interim coach Antonio Pierce after the firing of Josh McDaniels. They're on a hot streak right now. What? What are you saying about the Giants and Jets? Uh, Ask Dallas. Why is it that so many teams do like the New York tour where they'll play like the Jets and then the Giants? Like that is, and that was both in Vegas. It's not like they stayed in New York. Normally, it's they stay in New York like Dallas did to start the year. No, and like you see, like it. No, didn't they play in Dallas? You're right. They played the Jets in Dallas. Yeah. What's going on here, Roger? So many teams do the New York tour where they'll play both New York teams. Well, anyway, the Raiders, they got Miami this week, and yeah, they're sitting at an even 5-5 five and five record, but we'll see if Miami can beat this team that's on a hot streak right now. I vote yes. And, you know, for me, I, could, I couldn't pick a game, you know, so I'm just going with the AFC North to look out for this week. You have Cincinnati going up against Baltimore. Must win game for Cincinnati at this point, right, guys? I think that the well, Bengals are in a position they might where be sticking a fork in yeah, next week. Exactly. I mean, they dropped to five and five, right? They would be down to five and five if they, they lose. They would be down to five and five. Yeah. So they lose. They go down to five and five, and uh, the rest of the divisions eight and three. Granted, one of them is going to drop down to uh, six and four. Um, you know, you're you're in trouble. You're you're not going to be having a great time. The other matchup, it's Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And I was saying about Mike Tomlin, the Steelers have been outgained in every single game this year. Now these two teams played earlier in the season in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers won when they probably shouldn't. Either way, I think that you know Cleveland's going to bounce back. They're going to beat Pittsburgh. They're not going to get swept by the Steelers this year. I don't think the Steelers sweep anybody in the division this year, but I don't think they get swept by anybody in the division this year. That's the kind of team that Mike Tomlin is running. And it's amazing that this team is going to finish over 500 this year, and I believe they will. But I believe that it's going to be Cleveland winning this week, and I think that it's going to be Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's desperate, and I think Joe Burrow is a gamer. And he's going to be really tired of hearing about how CJ Stroud elevated his game against him this past week. He's going to go out and he's going to hammer the Baltimore Ravens this week. You know, vengeance is a dish best served on Monday night. The Eagles get their revenge against the chiefs. And honestly, I think this one might be a bloodbath. The Eagles coming off a bye. Actually, I think both teams are coming off of a bye, Mm -hmm. which really, Gets gives them time to prepare. It's exactly like the Super Bowl. I just think that the Eagles are hungry. I think they're ready for it. The Eagles average 28 points a game, third in the league. Is it in Philly? The game is in Kansas City, but I don't think Why did the Chiefs get every single primetime home game? They're home every single time it's primetime, too. I just think... Questions, Roger. A.J. Brown, who I think is going to end up leading the league in receiving yards. I think he's going to beat mm-hmm. out Tyreek. You have Hurts, who, while not playing on that you know, MVP caliber level he was last year, still having a really good season, and now another week removed from that injury, which will allow him to move better and run. I think the Eagles take this one. I think a Super Bowl rematch, which is always fun, especially when both teams are insanely good, is always just fun. Prime time. Monday night, standalone. 
Kansas City right now favored by two and a half to three points wherever you look. So neutral field, this is a pick em, just a dead heat. Who's going to win? And I think the Eagles take it. I I just think right now they're the better team and they're out for blood. To Basically, this is just all vengeance for Philly. And we all know how vicious Philly can be. I think this game is really interesting because, yeah, the Chiefs offense isn't the same. It's supposedly not as good as last year. No B enemy. Really, the only difference is they don't have Juju, so I'm not too worried about that. But the Eagles' defense isn't the same. The secondary, hopefully, they're a little bit healthier with the bye week. But they, they've been a little banged up. You the saw Chiefs what Dallas was able great. to do. But the Chiefs' defense has been great. The Chiefs' defense has been fantastic. But at the same yeah. time, with – you know how good the Eagles' deep offense has been. You figure the Chiefs are still going to have to get at least 28 points in this game. The Chiefs have only given up, on average, 16 points a game. The Eagles give up about 22 points a game. How many do the Eagles score a game, though? 28. The Chiefs score 23. My point. You know, the Chiefs may yeah. still need 28 points to win this game. Right now, the implied final score, Kansas City 24, Philadelphia 21-22. I, yeah, I, I'd feel good about that in Philadelphia as a road dog there. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think Philly takes it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it'll be a big-time matchup. All of our eyes will be on Monday night, and we'll be here next week to talk about it, maybe with Dylan, our resident Eagles fan, whether he likes it or not, if the Chiefs beat them again. But that's going to do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at OutsiderSports3 to get notified when all of our content goes live, whether it's our podcast here on Spotify or YouTube, wherever you're watching, or our content. We all got all sorts of rankings, NFL, NHL, MLB, over on that website. Go check that stuff out, and then come back next week when we continue the Outsider Sports Football Podcast. Thanks for listening.